It is episode 27 of the Created Listening Podcast. I am your host, Chris Berkheimer, and with me as always... Luke Larius. Hi, Luke. Hi. We, we have gender equality on the podcast today. We do? We do, yeah, because Birdie is joining us. Hello. And for the first time ever, Tara is joining us. Hi. Hi, Tara, are you okay? That's some, some people on the podcast use, um, like, you know, different names and everything. It's Tara. Is that going to work for you? Cause we, we can call you Rick or, <laughs> I mean, you look like a Rick. So Yeah, I'm cool with Rick. Okay, Rick. Rick has joined us for the podcast. <laughs> now, it is Tara's first time on the show, and we're just doing, hopefully, a little short of a show, but we're going we're gonna to talk about two movies, kind of. Our, our main discussion, though, is going to be on the movie Grave of the Fireflies, which is, we just watched, and everybody looks awfully depressed for <laughs> having just watched this film. So we we will save that discussion for segment two, though. Uh, as per the rules that were established by Luke and I in uh, Mortal Kombat when we killed the the man who originally had the idea for this podcast. Um, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah it was, wasn't fair. It was bloody. It was bloody. He had a gun, but whatever. It was two on one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, bludgeon. Anyways, uh, Tara has to do her Fab Five. Or Rick has Hooray! to do her Fab Five. Yeah. So five for the first time ever, Tara, Rick, whatever. I'm just gonna call you Tara because I'm not. I I'll call you Rick every once in a while. But you have to do your Fab Five for people who have not uh, heard about this before, have have not listened to the first few episodes of the podcast. The Fab Five is essentially five things that really make up your personality as far as what you read, what you watch, what you listen to, uh, and so on. We've mm-hmm. had people say Duck Dynasty and the Dallas Cowboys. We've had Ron Swanson. We've had Blade Runner, uh, different bands, Jesus Culture, Muse, Dredge, uh, Spider-Man, I believe, was used once or twice. Birdie, what was on your Fat Five? I can't remember. Um, wow, it's been a really long time. I you don't remember Ninja Turtles. I, I think that may have been on Murads, too. I said Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And Oh, oh, uh, the Dungeon and Dragons series. Forgotten Realms. Oh, there yeah. You talked about the Dark Elves or whatever. Yes. The Drow. You're allowed to feel the blanket on the table, Tara. Just don't tap the table. You like that? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can sit there and pet this table if it's you okay. so desire. We've, we've all done it. It's okay. <laughs> don't so number bad. one is petting tables. <laughs> no. All right. So Tara, go ahead. Without further ado, what is your first thing on your Fab Five list? The first thing on my Fab Five list mm-hmm. is Lord of the Rings. Lord of the oh, Rings. Ow. An it's excellent choice. The, probably the only trilogy that I'm obsessed with. Okay. Um, Good. Because <laughs> if there was more than one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so basically I'm in love with everything about Lord of the Rings. And That's understandable. Yes. What, yeah. Who's your favorite character? You... Aragorn. Hmm? Yay. Hands down. Generic choice, but I'll take it. Good. Well, yeah, I just, no, I, good I love choice. Vigo. I good just love Vigo. Choice. I'm messing with you. I good just, choice. He's so awesome. So. Um, here's a question for you. Have you read the books? I've read some of them, but not by so, myself yet, but I, they were all read to me twice when I was younger. Gotcha. Because so, I, I was, oh, I was thinking you're more basing this off of the movies. You love to sit down and watch the movies. I here. love the movies. Yeah. Yes. I've seen them about five times. Have you watched all of them uh, in one sitting, like one day? No. It's okay. I'm planning yes. to do that, and you're invited. I yes. I have done it. It took from 10 in the morning to 10.30 at night. Nice. I'm not going to... I can't do them all, but I don't But I think. also uh, want to include The Hobbit. I know, which will take two days. Yeah. yeah. That would so, be exactly. 
Like I'll literally, you could watch more. I'm going to do more. it someday, yeah. but yeah. Cool. I'm, right now I'm watching all the special features and getting yeah. all into that and the making of the movie, which is so interesting. Oh yeah, they're fascinating. Peter yeah. Jackson for the so. win. Yes, I love cool. him. He's awesome. All right, New Zealand. So, uh, so basically, after that, I didn't really have anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like that's just my life, but sad. But the second thing is food. I love food. I approve of this joke. You're my favorite person right now. All right. I thought you would, Luke. I love food. I just, all kinds of food. Everyone's always like, oh, what's your favorite kind? I'm just, all of it. (laughs) Do you have, like, a last meal picked out if you had one last meal or? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Every year for my birthday, my Mm -hmm. mom makes this salad. It's called white trash salad. Oh, boy. She she just made it up one day, and so every year she makes it for my birthday, and it's just like noodles and black olives and celery and uh, with Bacon? mayonnaise. No, uh, it's well, ha- there's ham. There's chunks of ham. Ham is not bacon. That's Canadian bacon. It's Canadian bacon. It's really good, and it does sound fun. Yeah. Uh, you mm. like what uh well we can't list restaurants in town but based on restaurants in town i mean you like chinese food mexican yes, food yes we we live in texas so you can get some good mexican food around yes around us and barbecue cool. oh mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. do you like sweet um, sweet barbecue and like tea. sushi and sweet yes. Tea. Stuff. yes only certain oh, nice. kinds of sushi though go you yeah nice you make me feel so picky if we ever all <laughs> go to dallas together i'll take you to the best sushi i've ever had it's right next to the Dallas Aquarium. So. <gasps> I know what you're talking about. Been there. Really? Mm? Oh. Dude. Well, there you go. My brother and I spent about 100 bucks there one night. Dang. Yeah. Really? Wow. The Aquarium's so awesome. so good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, all right. So that's a good one. I think I think that's a pretty universal pick. But you know what? You're it the first is, one to do it, so props to you. I don't. Oh, what's, okay, good. what's number three? I number don't think anybody three. else has done food before. Oh, food. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I couldn't think of anything okay. that I just do all the time. So all right. I eat food you all the eat time. All that's food. very that's, that's very honest. No, that's yeah. We all do that. Um, the third one is running. Hopefully. Oh yeah, you were yeah. a runner. I am a runner. Yes. Yeah. I just did a five k yesterday. So that's yeah. uh, that goes Color well run. with your food. Right. Yeah. I was yeah. like, running and food don't really go together, but I Actually. do. Hey, wait! A lot. You need energy to run. That's true. How are you going to get your energy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. most. Professional athletes eat a lot. That's so, true. And yeah. Michael Sarah, Phelps. And Sarah's I, definitely built like a runner. And when I run, I run girl. a lot. I just don't. I don't like oh, just a mile. No, I run a lot. Like yeah, yeah. And I'm a what? trail runner, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. You got places for that. Um, running, running nerd thing. <laughs> Do you use like a pedometer? Do you time yourself? I use a, the Nike app on my phone, and oh, yeah. it locates where I am. I run at Purgatory Park. And right. I know that park upside down, like the back of my hand. And so I'll just take off. And I, basically, if I go down a certain trail, I know where a mile is. I know where two miles are, right. three miles. Mm-hmm. So around a mile and a half, I'll turn around. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so. What kind of shoes do you wear? I just bought new shoes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the brand, I can't pronounce it. It's like Ad, 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 Adidas. Adidas? Yes. Really? Yes. And they're trail shoes. They're pretty Pretty, pretty sweet. Pretty sweet looking. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. Number four. Number four is I really love music, and I have a lot of favorite bands. I listen to everything from classical to reggae. So, okay. 
Um, but my number one favorite band is Sigur Ross, which is oh, wow. the band that Chris introduced me to. Well, so. you know. Yeah, <laughs> I've listened to all their albums and yeah. Yes, their newest album, um, the one with the gas mask on the yeah. front cover, yeah. is really good. It, it is. So, it great. is. Mm-hmm. I like that album a lot. Yeah. That is an excellent choice. So. Yeah. And then number five is just a hobby that I've done ever since I was little. I just, I really like art. Okay. I like to draw and paint and, but I've always been fascinated with anything that has to do with art and design as well. So in the museums, I'm just like, oh, I want to touch it. So. <laughs> Story of every child. Have you been, have, let me ask you this. Have you been, there's actually not a lot of real big art museums in Austin, funny enough. Have you been to one in San Antonio? Because the, the McNay is pretty nice. I, I haven't been to a really good one. Okay. I've just been to like downtown we'll, ones. We'll, we'll have to replicate. Local artists. We'll have to replicate a trip I did with my brother to Dallas because the Dallas Museum of Art is amazing. Oh my goodness. Ooh. And there's a lot of uh, impressive artwork there. They've got um, pretty much any, any artist that the general public would know, they've got at least one piece from them. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, that's a Fab Five. I hope it I, sounds I like, like me. No, you're good. Uh, I, I like it because it's very open-ended. You're just like food, music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know. Pretty much. Um, however, things like running and Lord of the Rings are more specific. That's good. So, yeah. yeah. You, and it definitely proves Tara, while is one of the goofiest of us, is maybe one of the least nerdy at this table, I would say. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. No, it's all right. Um. You're certainly you're certainly nerdy about the things you're nerdy about. Oh so. yes, Hardcore oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yes. All right. Um, moving past that, we're gonna skip any sort of news and anything like that. We just have one. Luke is now officially a man, and here's the reason why. He watched Jaws the other night for the yeah. very first time. <laughs> so Luke, let's just talk about Jaws for a minute. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you're down let's for do that. that. Um, Coming into it, did you have any hesitation of like, uh oh, this may be kind of like outdated or? I thought it was a little bit cheesy. You thought it was a little cheesy up front because yeah. it was, well, it was definitely eighties, but you know. Oh, it's older than eighties. Oh, it's seventies. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh really? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But towards the end, I mm-hmm. just I start really going for this movie. It major spoilers yeah. for Jaws. They blow a shark up. Yes. <laughs> and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I the shark blows up at the now. end. Um, and, okay, Luke, let me ask you one, because we discussed this scene even just while watching the movie. When Robert Shaw, who is the crazy old sea captain, um, Quint, when yep. he dies, did that death scene still hold up as something that you're like, yeah, oh, my that, God? That, that scared me a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it's it, a frightening it, scene. It really is. It um, was mostly the, the, um, how sudden the body appeared, though, in the hole in the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, for people who haven't seen it, the shark pretty much skits on the back of the boat, and it's kind of like he's going down into the f- garbage disposal because yeah. the shark's on oh. one end and he's trying not to slide down the boat into the shark's mouth. And the shark's just kind of going off and on, just biting oh. randomly. And whoo, it's intense. I thought you were talking about earlier in the movie there. But oh, yeah, which one? Yeah. Oh, the one where the, 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 the nerd guy goes in and dives and they find the boat oh, out in the middle yeah, of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, he, when he drops the tooth. That startled me. Yeah, but the oh, whole yeah. the whole guy getting eaten, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, that, that no. was intense. Um, <laughs> no, the you. one thing I love about this movie, uh, Luke, I think you would agree, the script is like airtight. There's just yes. so many lines that hold up forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but 
uh, he first comes into town, the marine biologist, and he sees all the guys getting on the boat, and he's like, you know those eight guys loading that one boat? Yeah. They're not going to make it out of the bay alive. <laughs> and just, yep. You know, and the scene with the mom where... Uh, their son is playing in a boat and she's like, our son's safe, he's in a boat and he's tied to the dock and then she sees in the shark book that the dad has been reading <laughs> a picture of a shark attacking a small boat and destroying it yes. and she just yells, Michael, you get out of that boat right now! Did you hear you what your father your said? Yeah, did you hear what your father said? <laughs> One of my favorite parts too was uh, when the, the whole, all the guys get together on all their boats and they're going out in the oh, ocean yeah. they're going to hunt that just shark down. Utter, that was... utter chaos. Yeah. These guys throwing like cherry bombs in the water yep. and <laughs> people throwing buckets and buckets Buckets of blood. Oh yeah, um, it is. It is definitely kind of a macho man movie. Yeah, it really the girls is. are giving us a look like. No, actually, I've never <laughs> seen it, but I've wanted to for a while. Well, we can definitely watch it. I think Luke's down to watch it again yeah. sometime. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jaws is. I, for my money, I told Luke before we watched it. This is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. For, for my money, it's just. Uh, it it's fun. It it was pretty much the original summer blockbuster. That and Star Wars really kind of defined the summer, at least the modern blockbuster. Um, and people just went back to see it again and again, and, and why not, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg was in his mid-20s when he made this. Mm-hmm. Uh, things were going awfully. He considered killing himself. Oh, wow. Uh, things were going so bad on the production of the movie, but it turned into something absolutely fantastic. So Spielberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spielberg. Gotta love Spielberg. Um, I do like Spielberg. Yeah. Anything else you want to add about, besides Quint, maybe like... Um, uh, sh- just shy of Ron Swanson, would you say he's that yeah, high for you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. Quint is pretty awesome. Quint is the crazy, crazy fisherman in the movie. Oh, awesome! He's the yeah. He has. Um, in fact, in the car we were driving to my place, and I just started singing to Luke, "Farewell and adieu, you fair Spanish <laughs> ladies, farewell," because that's the song Quint sings, and he sings it to the marine biologist when he brings a shark cage aboard, because he's like, "Sharks in the water." Cage goes in the water. You get in the cage. You're in the water with a shark. (laughs) I could just talk about that movie all night. So nice. Moving on. Moving on. Well, then we're going to move on to segment two, in which we're finally going to discuss Grave of the Fireflies. And before we get there, I will say um, we had to skip the road to El Dorado before, or we just kind of talked about it in passing. But uh, it arrived in the mail about five months late the other day. Yep. <laughs> <So> <laughs> really? Maybe we'll come back to it. Um, I would love to get some feedback from any of our listeners. Tweet at us at Created Listen. Let us know if you want us to talk about this movie or just move on to the next one, which is My Neighbor Totoro, which will go good to talk about after Grave of the Fireflies because My Neighbor Totoro is like. Happy is 100% happy. There's no problems in the movie, as I understand. I've never seen it, but as I understand it, there's no, like, villain in the movie. It's really just go in the forest with a giant cat and be happy. It's, oh, wow. it's, it's yes. great. And people it's, just love it. It's recovery so, from It's Grave recovery from Game of the Yeah, That's so, what we needed. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, we're going to uh, move on to segment two with our very depressing discussion of Grave yes. for the Fireflies. <laughs> Can we not...
It is segment two of episode 27. We have the same crew here. Say hello, everybody. Hi. Uh, nobody took the hello, everybody joke, but whatever. Everybody's... It's that just Artie. It's, it's very melancholy, Artie in the room, because we're going to talk about Grave of the Fireflies. So I wanted to do a <sighs> cartoon movie marathon, really to just show Luke that there are cartoon movies that aren't Pixar that are good. Hmm. And, um, well, he has he already automatically agreed with me, if for nothing else, than Iron Giant, which we'll get to yeah. later on. Sweet. I love that movie. Which, there's going to be like a fight to the death to get on mic for that episode, I can already tell. That's true. Um, but Luke and I are guaranteed, so suck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, I'm kidding. So, uh, we watched Grave of the Fireflies, which is, I think it's 1988, yes, a Japanese anime film. Directed by uh, Hayao Miyazaki, which if people have not heard of him, he is definitely the Walt Disney of Japan in a lot of different ways. Um, And he recently retired. Yes, he did retire. He is super old. He did? Um, Yeah, he's retired. I didn't know that. He has a lot of people he's trained to like continue his work after him. Don't scare me like that. Uh, In fact, he's got one guy ready to direct a sequel to uh, Nausicaa. Because you know this trilogy? Just sidebar. Yeah. Anyways, uh, if you've never seen a Studio Ghibli movie, Grave of the Fireflies is probably the worst one to start with. Yes. Thank you. Because it is is the least um, like the other ones. And I knew it was going to be sad and a bit of a tearjerker, but I was hoping for a little more happiness in between, which there is. Yes, there was. There are moments where you're laughing and stuff, but let's give some background to this movie. Um, It takes place in World War II, and it's basically about orphans and um and refugees of world war ii when the u.s was uh doing lots of raids on japan mm-hmm. and our main characters are i think his name's pronounced saita saita uh who's we we're guessing we think maybe he was maybe at the start of the movie around 12 and towards the end maybe 14 somewhere in that age bracket would y'all agree with me Did they, yeah they never Did gave they an survived age for that long though I it I took like, it to be it a, felt like less than a year. Yeah, I took it to I, be honestly, I took I it to be like about it was, a year maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like a year and a half maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I I could see people saying it was six months to two years anywhere yeah. in that mm-hmm. timeline. I think I would uh, I would believe that. So, um, and then his younger sister Setsuko, who's a girl. Mm-hmm. How old do you think she was oh, supposed man. to be, Birdie? Five. She was like five. Five. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, five. And she's definitely, like, the forever young character in this movie. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely the helpless child. Little bloomers. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I don't really know where to start with a review of this movie. Um, I guess let's go around the table. I'm going to go first, talking about um, the movie with kind of a, a quick spoiler-free review. I, I just want to hear from you guys, like, what you thought of it. I mean, if if you just say, you know, it was so sad, so stirring that I didn't like it, I mean... I think it's hard to argue, though, that, that it's not a captivating story. I think it's very captivating. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Um, and it there weren't really any moments where I felt like it was cheating me of being like, see, are you going to cry, huh? Get emotional or something. I felt <laughs> like it was it was pretty upfront about being an open story. Um, and I, I didn't mention this yet. Uh, this is based on a semi-autobiographical novel. Um, so I guess a lot of some of this happened to a real guy. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. And so um, just with that in mind, I mean, I felt like it was a pretty 
true story set in this kind of oh yeah ri- ridiculous almost fictional practical. time because it, it it almost feels like um a fictional story of it's just so crazy what's happening to yeah. these yeah. people mm-hmm. um and what these kids have to see and deal with so did i did i like the movie i don't know that's a hard word to use yeah. am i glad i watched it yes Will I watch it again? Not for a long time, if I ever do again. Um, there's movies that I, I call one and done, and this may be a one and done for me. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll always remember some parts of it. So that's uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like most people should watch it. Anyone old enough to watch it is definitely not a cartoon for kids. It isn't. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. That is, uh, it, that's, that'd it's be a very yeah, It was it, graphic it, to be a cartoon. It was yeah. graphic. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, Birdie, you're next. I've seen worse, but yes, it was graphic. What did you think of this movie, um, just overall? I thought, first of all, I questioned why I was watching it, because I knew it was going to be sad. <laughs> but I agree with the story being captivating, because it's like two children like surviving on their own. They don't yeah. have anywhere to go, and the people... Oh, wait, you don't want to spoil? As spoiler-free as you can get. Okay, well, they don't have the best of luck with family members, you know? So it's basically like... They're left to fend for themselves. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And they're like the two characters that you love. Like everyone else. Oh, yeah. I think it's hard not to feel for these characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's hard not to get emotionally attached. <laughs> <laughs> and your dreams are crushed in the end. Yeah, well, they, they crushed them so many times. Oh, yeah. The beginning. You kind of knew right? it was just and going yeah. to get worse. I, I'm going to get to some points of the story about that, but keep mm-hmm. going. And I thought it was really true to like emotions. Like, yeah. and how, like, if they were happy, like, they were really, really happy. And mm-hmm. if they're sad, like, they were so sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Really tugged on your feels. It has high highs and low lows. Feelings going on. So you got a lot of, like, bittersweet, I don't know, feelings yeah. in it. Tara, what do you think about it? Uh, honestly, I really liked the animation. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Out, of, out of the entire thing, mm-hmm. their facial expressions really told what they're feel what they were feeling inside oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and i just i fell in love with Welcome that anime. because i feel like because i've never seen an anime movie anything really oh, wow. yeah so but uh with disney and pixar <laughs> you to start with that one they're good but um, this was really good i mean john lasseter who does who um he does all the pixar stuff and he's the head of disney animation hayao Miyazaki is like his hero Really? So, yeah. Uh, that kind of brings everything full circle. Okay. He loves Miyazaki. That's awesome. So, yeah. anyways, continue, Tara. I just thought you might want to know that. No, yeah, that's yeah. a good fact. But, yeah, I really loved the animation of the whole film and their emotions, you could tell. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I just, I was just watching that the whole time. And, yeah. Yeah, cool. I did feel like it was very, it felt like a real story. I didn't know that me. was your first. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it an was... interesting place to start, definitely. I know. Now you're going to love well, all the, the stuff. When we watch Na- My Neighbor Totoro, I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. You'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm in love with this movie. So. Yeah. 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 But I really liked the plot because I felt like it was real. I felt yeah. like oh, it was like... a true story. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like emotional movies. I'm more of an action movie. But, right. uh, yeah, it did definitely jerk my emotions around and yeah depressed now i I think it's always good to watch a movie every once in a while that kind of makes you appreciate what you have and true and what yeah yeah, um to i think to look at the misfortune of others and not you know you don't always have to do anything about it but just to 
to know that like um, keeping the world a better place is an important thing. Because mm-hmm. when things go bad, they can go bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Luke. Um, <laughs> it's horrifically traumatizing. It was traumatizing. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I. Okay. Well, I. I'm glad I watched the movie. I would okay. say that. So you're kind of in the same boat as me. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch it again, but not anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have to be with Gotta other recover. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. It made me feel something, so it, it's oh, yeah. a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's hard to watch a movie like that and not feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think from here on in, let's make... Sp- spoilers available the movie's pretty old and people if they're following with us um so 100 percent spoilers are on the table uh because i feel like we can't talk about this movie without really yeah uh, yeah Yeah, stuff so uh if you haven't watched it then go ahead and pause it and come back after you have Hmm. so first i want to talk about just some kind of themes in the movie and some things that happened uh i mentioned it when we were watching the movie tonight um did you guys feel the same way that the fireflies represent, because there are a lot of scenes with fireflies mm-hmm. in this movie, um, and just collecting them, and then, of course, they like die the next day after they, the light has burned out, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the fireflies represent the victims, more so the innocent victims of a war. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Definitely especially got the same yeah. feeling. Yeah. Uh, and the, the light is the soul, and so when they go out, there's just no more life in them there's no more light and so they're just buried and put away and there's definitely a scene that um where saita the the boy remembers bodies being buried as they bury the fireflies mm-hmm. yeah so oh, um, i didn't even catch that that was yeah, a very was a that was a very scene. yeah that was you a very to, stirring moment for me you um, had to like keep watching and i i saw it yeah and i had caught it's it a right deep away movie. It, <laughs> it, yeah it, is, it was it is a very deep, deep cartoon most um most um uh, another thing is um, when there is life in the fireflies, though, you notice there was always happier flashbacks because um, this movie mm-hmm. uses a lot of flashbacks. And so I feel like when the lights are on, the soul is alive and you just remember the happy things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and any good movie with, with flashbacks um, should do this is remind you that the happy memories are the ones you're going to hold on to more than the the tough mm-hmm. ones that are going to mean more. Yeah. Um, and I definitely felt this in the movie. I loved, loved the scene where the fireflies come up and he remembers uh, his father's ship going through the bay. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was an awesome And the way scene. the fireflies kind of represented the lights of that. Yeah. Like that was that really pretty. Um, and you think about when this movie was made, the way they did that, uh, pretty impressive. With these oh, guys. yeah. I we're, love the colors. Able, oh, yeah. I forgot to say that part. Um, I, I'm going to throw a pop quiz out here. Can Does anybody have a guess as to what is represented by hope in this movie? Because I, I have something I feel like kind of represents a lot of hope in this movie. It's something, it's an item that they keep pulling out. Okay. Oh, it's the candy. fruit drops? It's, the, it's fruit, the drops. fruit drops. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. That makes a lot of because sense. Because there's the scene where they think they're out. And so Setsuko, the little girl, is pretty much in ruins. But then they find there's three more, like, stuck to the bottom. And all of a sudden, kind of hope comes back. But really, if you notice, after they drink, they make water out of it. And it's, like, holding (gasps) on to the last bit of hope. It all went downhill. And so after that, really, things started to get worse and worse and worse. 
and <sighs> there there really weren't any moments maybe where the characters felt like things were okay but we as an audience knew like no they're not living in a proper yeah. home they're not cleaning themselves properly they're getting sores they're getting thin mm-hmm. you know for the audience i think like the light of hope is is pretty much shut out at that yeah. point yeah um, but it's a tragedy that you accept at least i accepted it's just that their fate is already sealed we already know at the very beginning of the at movie Sata yes. says um i died on this date and you know for him it means he didn't live very long at all he, yeah. he pretty much saw the end of the war um and more upsetting of course is setsuko died even before that which that <laughs> pretty <laughs> That was a hard scene because she was delusional, so that's what yeah. made it harder. Well, and it, it, towards the beginning of this movie, I really feel like Seta was kind of a, a superhero just for his little sister and the mm-hmm. things he was doing. We did kind of talk about why wasn't he getting a job and trying to make more money. They just kept trading stuff for money. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't did think anybody he have... could have during the war. I, I just kind of felt like I, I would have liked a little something to just show, like... Um, him getting rejected for doing that because yeah. I feel like if they're at war, there's always going to be, they need people to just build, um, to work in factories. Yeah. Really. And I mean, even the know. aunt said, aren't you old enough to fight in the war? She said that about three or two times. Well, I just why he didn't do that though, because they, they had already lost their mom. And I think he kind of knew that their dad may not come back cause he wasn't writing back. So I felt like he was like, if I go to war, then I leave my sister by herself mm-hmm. and I can't leave her with these people. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but there were people working, like the Ice Man. He was working. Yeah. So and that was could have been his eyes. True, but where where yeah. did he get it? <laughs> ice Man. I don't know. I, no, I, I feel like definitely there were some things they could try to do, but I I also understand his motivation to keep his sister happy. They just tried to like have this home and this life, mm-hmm. um, and he just resorts to to stealing. And so I mean that's kind of what he just does to survive. Um, so I've, I've been talking for a little while. Does anybody else have anything else they want to add? Just moments that stirred you or well, the, things? the hope thing at the end where the yeah. uh, little girl dies, mm-hmm. she, she's trying to get more hope out of that, that tin can because she put marbles. in. Yeah. She put marbles. Like, exactly. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. That's, I'm glad you brought that up, Luke. And I, I was going to mention, you know, I said Seta to me kind of at the beginning is, is heroic. I feel like towards the end, Setsuko becomes just as heroic as, as terrible as things get. She's just going to believe that they have food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't. And she's like trying um, to give him stuff. Yeah. And, and she's trying to make him eat, even though she's dying of starvation. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah and yeah. it's funny because when he came back with all that food he was saying okay i'm gonna go make this for you and she was just kind of like okay yeah and i'm kind of surprised that she that they weren't like hurrying and like he wasn't rushing to nourish her yeah you know he just it was almost like he was waiting well he did a lot of that waiting thing you know when the planes were coming and stuff true I think he, he didn't run just, and that bothered Bertie. oh and my I. gosh oh, yeah. bothered think, the heck out of me i think he's yeah. just maybe i'm shock. just a spaz no that <laughs> bothers just... me too in all movies when people are need, need to run stand. away they just right. stand and i wonder what's you're, gonna happen you're a yell at the screen person aren't you sarah <laughs> kind of you can <laughs> ask you my family run. i'm like run just run you idiot yeah, <laughs> yeah. um I also, what do you guys think of, did this movie benefit from having Seta being on the outskirts of the memories um, after he's dead? 
Like, you notice everything that was kind of in a red wash represented death or just the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Did you guys think that that benefited to have him kind of watching this and and seeing that he's alive, that he's in an afterlife, essentially? Yeah. Kind of. Kind of? A little bit. What do you think, Bernie? Made it more interesting. (laughs) Bernie just thinks it's sad either way. I mean, the nice thing is you do get, it's not a happy ending, for us, maybe, but I think it's a happy ending for the characters. Oh yeah, because they die. Uh, they, die they they have peace. They're never going to worry again. The 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 fruit drops tin is forever going to have fruit drops in it. Is what mm-hmm. it seems like because um, uh, it's just loaded up. And so I like that we got to see these characters um, be together. You know, it may not be in the way we want it to be, but Mm -hmm. they're together, Birdie. (laughs) She's not going to talk. I have a knot in my throat. (laughs) Did it get dusty in the room with Birdie? I kept looking over. (laughs) Maybe a little. (laughs) Um, I did not cry during this one, but I will probably cry when we watch Iron Giant. (gasps) Really? (laughs) Yep. Every time really? he's every time he says Superman when he's flying, really? Oh yeah. Oh oh. Every, okay, I that, thought you meant that gets me, but it, it won't make every, me cry. What's wrong with you, Chris? It makes me cry. You just saw probably the most dramatic movie ever. You made. know what? I cry more in movies when I'm inspired, but of course I will cry oh, if it's real. I do that too. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I, I cry more in movies when like they're they really overcome something, and I just feel like faith restored. You know? I can't. I, I can't do. really say that. Crying at a cartoon is manly, but my dad has done it in a movie theater. I forget which movie, but was it up because I cried? You cried at oh yeah. Oh my goodness! I did not see that coming. Oh, dude. really? The first ten minutes of that movie, everyone in the theater forget about it. I was bawling. I've never cried at a cartoon, but I've watched Iron Giant my whole life, and I love that movie. Agreed. That's a I didn't watch it for the first time until like college, and I wow. as soon as the first time he flies and says Superman, pff, I was done. You're a goner. <laughs> oh, I was done. Oh man. my gosh. Yep. I have some awesome things to say about that. Movie. Um, I I want to talk about one other quick thing that is kind of a side note to this movie. So, does anybody else have anything they want to add about Grave of the Fireflies? Of it, emotionally prepare emotion- before you watch. Yeah, <laughs> definitely prepare. Definitely. But yeah, to go along with what Tara said, the art's great. Oh yeah, yeah it's, the it's animation was especially so for its awesome. time. Like, yeah, I was exactly. just like awesome. It the the way the movement was, I was amazed because mm-hmm. it, it looked real, even though you could tell it wasn't. It the interesting mm-hmm. thing about the movie is is foreign to us and a little dated to us. But once you get about five minutes in, I felt like you're just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you need to know what's going to happen in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely appreciate. And, it. and actually, the soundtrack, Luke. Oh yeah, um, soundtrack. I really like the soundtrack. <laughs> Uh, the ending music when he's burying Setsuko, that song was like hitting me, man. Oh it was gosh. really good. So it reminded me of uh, the Gattaca soundtrack. If people have <gasps> ever heard that. Yeah. Oh my God. I would love to watch Gattaca hero. sometime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen Anything that, movie, that movie? No. You would like it. Okay. I love All right. that movie. Um, then I think we're done with Grave of the Fireflies. I do want to add one other thing. There is a movie that is so similar to this movie for me that it hurts. Um, and I actually like the other movie more. And funny enough, it's a Steven Spielberg movie that not a lot of people watch. It's called Empire of the Sun. Has anybody ever heard of this one? Yes. No. Have you seen it, Bernie? No, I have not. It stars a young Christian Bale. He's about 11 years old <gasps> in the movie. I um, Haven't I seen it? Yeah. Uh, he, I think he does his own singing in the movie. Um, 
And it's a base once again based on true story of a British boy that lived in China when Japan invaded China oh in World goodness. War II. What? And he becomes he becomes that. separated from his parents, has to live in camps, um, has to go essentially on one part they pretty much go on like a death march and just all this stuff. Um, it is a great story. Um, Steven Spielberg just shoots this thing like the, so beautifully. Um, and I love John Malkovich. People know who that is. Has a, a role in the movie. And I have to say, that's a movie for me. There are three points in that movie that every time I cry, every time I watch it. Really? So, okay. Oh yeah. I want to watch it now. It is. Oh, I, I love this movie. It. Yes. Um, it is a lot like Grave of the Fireflies, except for I, I, I do like it more. I enjoy it more. Um, but not to say Grave of the Fireflies isn't a fantastic film. It really is. Oh yeah, is. it is so. good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and all this, despite watching it in Japanese and with Jap- subtitles, yep. we watched it in Japanese with subtitles. And that's the way to go. And I felt Honestly. like it held up. And you could tell they used um, a, an actual little girl to do the voice of Setsuko. Oh yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. And I, I felt that helped the film. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I think we're all all done. Hope next time we'll have a happier episode. I don't yes. know what it'll be about. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm hoping to maybe get Luke to watch Pitch Black and then maybe we'll watch Riddick, um, the new Riddick movie. So, all right, that is episode 27 of the Creative Listening Podcast. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Rick and Bertie, for being on. (laughs) Thanks, Rick. You're welcome. Yep, yep. Bye. 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 Bye.